This presentation is from Design Research 2021, Day 3. We have uh, one more presentation for today. Hello, Ruth. Hello, Michelle. Nice hey, to see Steve. you both. Hey, Steve. Hello, everyone. Nice to see everyone. Well, I see Steve and everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. We are ready when you are ready. So I will throw to you. Excellent. So good afternoon, everyone. We're really happy to be closing this wonderful conference. After three fantastic days of presentations, you've been learning a range of techniques and methods for how to do great research from remote techniques, diary studies to minimizing biases. So today, Michelle and I really look forward to sharing a framework about how to create actual insights from the data that we've been gathering and collecting through our research. Now, just a quick side note, this is normally a half to full day workshop that we run. So this is going to be a super quick zoom through of the framework and the supporting materials. Okay, so hi everyone, my name is Ruth Ellison. I'm from Canberra, Ngunnawal country. I've been working in the design and research fields for the past 19 years across government and the private sectors. And I'm really passionate about how we grow good sustainable design cultures. I currently head up a team of digital specialists in our federal government. And hi everyone, I'm Michelle Pickerel. I'm calling in from Sydney from the lands of the Camaragal people. I'm a UX designer and I've worked in UX for almost nine years in a mix of industry and government. And I also recently finished a PhD, which was focused on the design of interactive equipment for stroke patient rehabilitation. So does this sound familiar? You've gone and done a range of great research and up a lot of data. Your product manager or senior stakeholder on your back asking if you can share your research findings as soon as possible. In the meantime, you're going, oh my God, what do I do with all of that data? But it's not the data from research that ultimately impacts the product. It's the insights that we derive from the data. And the ultimate value that we as user researchers add is our synthesized interpretation of the data that we've gathered during our research sessions. Now, research is able to tell us what is happening, whereas it takes more analysis and exploration to understand why something is happening. We've also noticed that the word insight is sometimes misused. As Shipra Batata puts in her Medium article, the word insight has unfortunately become an oft abused term for what merely could be an observation or a finding at the most. In the research world, it's imperative for us to consciously not fall in the trap of mistaking a finding as an insight. As Michelle mentioned, there's often confusion between findings and insights, but we thought it might be useful to explain the relationship and the hierarchy between some of these common terms. So the first is the data, which is the raw and unprocessed facts that are usually in the form of numbers and texts, and data can be quantitative or qualitative. The next level up is findings, which is information we discover as a result of our research. So findings are based on hard and fast observations and things we observe that help us put all the data into buckets. Is prepared data has been aggregated, analyzed, and synthesized to provide more context. The next level up is insights, which is generated by analyzing those findings and drawing conclusions. Insights are penetrating the certain understandings that unlock an opportunity. And finally, there's actual insights, which inspire action. Now, it's, sorry, it's important to remember that not all research generates insights, and that's okay. Research can be strategic or tactical, depending on where you are in the research and design process. It's also dependent upon the stage that your product or service is at, and also the research maturity of the organization, which uh, Jess Nichols', Nichols earlier talk covers this particularly well. So I've often heard from stakeholders say, Ruth, our researchers go out and do lots of great research and they share really interesting stories with us, but we're not quite sure what to do with all this research. 
Now, there are many different ways to create actual insights, but we'd love to share this simple framework that has helped us over the years from moving from data to actual insights. But first, we start with gathering data through our research. It's about triangulation, getting data from a range of sources, including direct research, desktop research, and quantitative research sources. The next stage is about making sense of that data. We're analyzing and synthesizing the data. And this leads into the third stage, which is finding themes and creating findings. The fourth stage is to create the insights. Now, not all findings will turn into insights, and it's not a one-to-one -one relationship. And sometimes a number of themes will feed into one or more insights. Now, insights may be at the macro level, such as program-wide, or it might be at the micro level, which is about specific components within your product or service. Once we create those insights, we'll need to prioritize based upon the product or the service goals. And then the next stage is to refine these insights as it's difficult to get it right the first time and to make it actionable. Now, this stage takes me a very long time and I do it over and over again to get, to get through this particular stage. And the final stage is to organize the insights into a digestible format. Now, you have heard of a number of speakers during this conference on great ways to share this particular research. Uh, to recap, this may be a visual map of some sort, a collection of videos, showcases, maybe even an empathy walk. And if, but it should be framed in a way that actually makes sense for your stakeholders. Now, something we've learned from all of this is that we often have less and less time as researchers to conduct meaningful research and create insights. We end up with less reflection time and therefore less strategic insights. So part of this framework is about helping to set expectations around timing and how long this process can actually take. So for the rest of today's session, we'll be focusing on steps four to six of the framework, which is about the, the extra creating the actual insights. So over to you, Michelle. Thanks, Ruth. So alongside the framework, we created a canvas to help us move through the different steps from understanding the project to creating those actionable insights. Now, these are the steps and the information that we find is needed to create actionable insights. We will run through an example, but let's go through the canvas in detail first. Now, the top line includes the background to the project, including any constraints the company is working within. The second box explores the strategy behind the project, followed by who the decision makers are who will be taking action on the insights, and those decision makers' goals, motivations, and their drivers for the project. The second line then delves into the research, starting with what is happening. So this is our findings, which comes from analysis of the data we've collected. We then want to identify why it is happening. This might be from background research or known information about a system. And then with the what and the why, we create the insight. And then the final row is for the actionable insights, which are created by reframing the insight based on the background of the project, the decision makers, and their goals, motivations, and drivers. Now, that was a bit of a crash course. So let's go through an example. So Ruth and I decided to do a bit of research based on a hypothetical brief that we made up. Here is the brief. So our client, Explorers Travel Agency, is based in a popular tourist destination. They're well known for providing a range of travel experiences. When the COVID pandemic first hit, the travel agency was busy find, uh, fielding inquiries from worried clients about upcoming travel bookings. Since then, bookings have stopped and most of the staff have been un unable to work. Now, tour operators in the area have all been hit really hard with a few having to close down and a number of others on the brink of closing. Now, the owner of Explorer's Travel Agency, whose name's Max, is really passionate about her town. She moved there 10 years ago after absolutely falling in love with the place. 
And Max would love to help support her fellow tour operators to showcase their town and to build the business back up. Now, while the whilst the place feels like a ghost town due to COVID, restrictions have slowly started to ease. And Max thinks that it will be a good opportunity to revitalize her business, her town, and the tour operators in the area. So she's hired our research and design company to help her identify some opportunities for her business and to see what direction she may need to pivot her business in these post-COVID times. So the background was that as a result of COVID, travel in the area has stopped and businesses have lost employees and income. The strategy was to, to try and get tourism back in the area, understand people's behaviours and drivers around travel, as well as support the other businesses in the area. Our client is Max, and her goals, motivations, and drivers are to revitalise her business and to also see her community thrive. Over to you, Ruth. Thank you, Michelle. So the next part of the canvas is about what is happening and the why. So insights are a combination of observation and knowledge. Essentially, make the process of data insights happen. The researcher needs to combine the collected research data with our knowledge and skills. So the I saw this part is about the data we have gathered through our research, like surveys, interviews, contextual inquiries, diary studies, and more. We summarize what we learn and we find patterns across the data. The I know this is about how you draw on your knowledge and the worldview. This is asking why to uncover the underlying needs and motivations. It's, it's also about the knowledge of the domain that we understand. So in this case, the travel industry, combined with our knowledge of psychology and human behaviors. And empathy plays a key role in developing the deep understanding of our users. So next we jumped into the research. We interviewed 10 people who had recently planned a trip or were in the process of planning a trip. We asked them questions about what factors they'd taken into account when planning the trip and how COVID had affected their planning. We then conducted our analysis. And here are two of the things that we found. Firstly, when booking a service provider, including flights, accommodation and activities, people were feeling cautious and anxious about whether they could get a refund if the situation changes as a result of COVID and they're unable to travel. And the second one, second finding, was that people found it difficult to find the most up-to-date travel restrictions and quarantine requirements for both the state they wanted to travel to as well as the state that they lived in and would be returning to. So for the purpose of today, we'll be focusing on the first finding around people's anxiety to book travel. So we then wanted to explore why this is happening. So from doing some further review of information, we found that some people had experiences at the start of COVID where pre-booked travel, including flights, accommodation and activities, had to be cancelled due to the changing restrictions. Some had lost money and others were given credit that had to be used under very strict conditions, for example, within 12 months or only used during off-peak seasons. We also found that travel insurers weren't insuring for pandemic-related claims. So before we jump into creating the insights, here's some more background around what an insight is. Now, the Collins Dictionary defines an insight as a penetrating and often sudden understanding as of a complex situation or problem. And as Nigel Hollis says, a finding is useful and insight is transformational. Now, from doing a review of existing literature, we identified five characteristics of a good insight. Firstly, it should be grounded in real data. We need to draw our conclusions only from what we actually see and hear. 
It needs to be simple in language and concept, a research insight that is devoid of cryptic academic language and uses a casual tone and straightforward words is far more effective. It's also important to only have one key concept per insight to make decision makers remember it. It needs to be meaningful and memorable. In user research, insights are really excerpts from a larger story about users. Ensuring your insights tell a story will make them more meaningful and memorable to your stakeholders. And they should be fresh perspectives that challenge existing assumptions about users. Now, how many times have you heard stakeholders say, oh, but we already knew that. An insight should be a new way of viewing the world that causes us to re-examine existing conventions and challenge the status quo. We become numb to certain insights if we feel as though they just reinforce rather than challenge or evolve our current knowledge and beliefs. And they should be aligned to strategic priorities and business goals. As Jess also said earlier in her fantastic talk, when an insight is closely tied to your key business goals and strategic priorities, it's more likely to drive action. Insights based on key performance indicators and other key metrics inherently engender a sense of urgency that other data won't. It's easier to interpret and convert strategically aligned insights into tactical responses because they often relate directly to the levers in your business that you can control, influence, or are focused on. So let's get back to the canvas. So we had our what and our why. So it was time to write our insight. So based on the what and the why, the insight we came up with was due to the regularly changing COVID-19 situation, people lack confidence to book travel without some kind of flexible refund policies in place to handle unexpected changes due to COVID. Okay, so the final stage of the canvas is about turning the insight into an actionable one. Now, one of the key differences between the insight and the actionable insight is that we're laying the context from the insight with the understanding we have the strategic goals of the organisation, as well as the decision makers' goals, motivation and drivers. This is a bit that often gets overlooked, but it's key for moving from a decision makers thinking that, oh, this is interesting, to I need to do something about this. Now, there are a number of ways to create actual insights, such as point of view, mad libs, insight context, impact statements. But for the purpose of today, we'll show one, one method. So this three-sentence structure method is from Thrive Thinking. This method takes a first-person point of view. It starts with sentence one, the situation. So this is about setting the context for the insight statement by describing the current situation and the incumbent behaviour that we have learned from our research. This part should capture both environment and a simple observation of a given situation going on within, while typically focusing on one of three things, which is time, motion, or space. So our example is we are looking forward to having a break now that travel restrictions are starting to lift but it's difficult to decide which travel providers to book with as travel restrictions can change so quickly. The next part of this statement is the frustration. This is describing a dilemma the person faces and articulates why this is frustration in their life. Now, crafting this part comes with understanding the barriers that stand in the way of achieving the person's needs or desires. And it should have an emotional element that elicits a we need to fix this response. The sentence has the power to make the stakeholders in your organisation feel an obligation to address the situation and inspire action in your development teams. So applying it to our example, I'm feeling anxious about booking in case we can't get a refund on our booking. It's difficult trying to connect all my family schedules, the availability to the service providers we're looking at, such as airlines, accommodation, food and activities, and also finding out what the refund policies are if COVID restricts our ability to travel at short notice. Now, the final part of the sentence is the future desire. 
This is envisioning the person's desired end state and ideal situation. It describes a tangible business result they'll get from using your product or your service. Now, it's not about defining a solution, but conveying how the person would like to feel or how what they hope to experience in the future. So apply to the example, I wish us a way to make it easier to book with multiple travel providers while having the confidence that I wouldn't be out of pocket if the COVID situation was to change. Now, insights help us explore possibilities rather than get too locked down a solution pathway too early, but helping us to understand the behaviours and create a platform for design. Now, we all want our research to have the biggest impact possible. So a quick reminder that a great insight needs to inspire action. So what are the, some, of the, some of the ways that we can work with our stakeholders to take action on our insights? As Lucy mentioned in the previous talk, it's best not to just give them a report and leave them to it. Instead, we can make sure we work with our teams and executives to remind them of the insights, prompt decisions, and continue influencing until you see the insight through to action. We can work with our product managers, using the insight to inform the product direction and vision. And we can also run ideation sessions by taking the actionable insight and turning it into a how might we statement that can be used to brainstorm potential solutions. Now, we always love feedback, questions and comments on our work. If there is time, we'd love to take a couple of questions now. Otherwise, please feel free to reach out. Thank you.